Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B-Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that may be helpful to accomplish our purpose. All right, hey, uh, welcome to the Sermon B-Side uh, podcast. We're we're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast. It's, this this happened. I think the subtitle is we should we should give credit to Nate Folk for his fantastic title of Matt and John are still talking. We are still talking. We're still talking. So yeah. sermon B side slash. Yeah, I Matt mean, there's there's talking. there's still a potential that this actually gets changed. So we we guarantee <laughs> nothing because um, we, we really don't know what we're doing. Very true. Very true. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, let's, let's, uh, I guess we kind of introduce ourselves, uh, Matt. Yeah. My name Tell is Matt Lemoyne and, um, I've had the pleasure actually, uh, a week from today, uh, a week from tomorrow, I should say, uh, it will be nine years since, uh, since my wife and I rolled into central Pennsylvania, uh, to begin, uh, planting Liberty Church, uh, in the Harrisburg region. So, yeah. Coming up on a big milestone for us. We're not quite in double digits yet, but uh, nine years next week. That's huge, man. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, we're grateful and God's been really gracious. It's been, um, I've, I've told people often, it's been uh, one of the most incredible things I've been part of and one of the hardest things um, yeah. that I've ever been part of in my life. Um, but yeah, we've been here about nine years and have since welcomed three daughters and uh, put some deep roots down here in, in Central PA, and um, grateful to serve as one of the pastors with you, John, of yeah. Liberty Church. Yeah. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who, oh, who why, are you? Why, why, thank you. Uh, yeah, my name is John Robinson, um, and I uh, serve as one of the pastors at Liberty, uh, particularly uh, over like a lot of our discipleship stuff, some next-gen areas, um, connections, Kind of everything that Matt doesn't want to do, basically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what I get to do. Um, we're originally from Florida. I've, we've got four boys, uh, ages ranging from uh, nine. I'll be nine soon, at least. Feels like he's wants to be thirteen. Uh, nine down to one, and uh, yeah, live here in Camp Hill. It's, uh, it's an exciting time to be alive. <laughs> I mean, exciting might not be the word I would it's I would a, choose uh, yeah. at this particular moment. But yeah, it's yeah. a it's a time. It's a, t- it's it's a time. A time. To be alive. It's a time. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. It's time to live. It's time. That's right. To plant and all those other you're songs going, from the mamas and the papas. You're going Ecclesiastes on us, it, right? Oh there. yeah, that, them too. Yeah. Or if you know, I yeah. mean, you are a pastor, so yeah. maybe the mamas and the papas is your first. That was first line that, of was, that was actually there. my first That's introduction a... to the <laughs> that scripture was through a classic rock band. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. We did Ecclesiastes uh, two years ago mm-hmm. uh, as a church and did that kind of, you know, deep, despairing dive into the Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, we're not quite going to maybe get as despairing uh, this fall That's in the book of Judges, but, but it, will, it will get close. Uh, yeah. There'll be some moments in Judges where it, it feels a little, little ecclesiastical. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're um, yeah, we, we're doing it just to set up, uh, as we've done in the past, uh, just to make the celebration of Advent that much that much yeah. sweeter uh, yeah. makes makes us long for for Jesus and His arrival that much more. Yeah, and that's that's really why we're uh, we're wanting to do this podcast is to help uh, our church out. This is this is a podcast that's specifically designed uh, to to help the people of Liberty Church in Harrisburg uh, think through and and talk through a little bit more uh, what we 
previously preached on on Sunday. So this podcast, our hope for you is that you'll use this as a resource, something something fun to listen to, but also something that's going to be helpful for you as you uh, go throughout your week as you're jumping into Bible studies. Um, there's a lot of stuff when we prep sermons. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we either don't get to, we have to cut, uh, we think is helpful and good information, but also maybe not pertinent to what we're the point that we're trying to get across uh, on during, during that 25, 30 minute time frame yeah. uh, that we're we're trying to to keep to from a from a preaching standpoint. So there's a lot of leftover. Uh, pages on the ground, notes on the computer. Is that what we're, we try to keep to twenty five minutes? Because I'm, I'm pretty bad at that. <laughs> we try to we try to keep to thirty ish minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's um, that's about the goal. Yeah, that's that's probably more of a realistic. Yeah, no, we we definitely when you prep for twenty five, you'll hit thirty every time. It's true. That's a true yeah. statement. <laughs> it's a true statement right there. Yeah. Um. So like this is yeah this is uh this is Matt and John. We're still talking. We're still. We're still going through and wanting to encourage you as, as the people of Liberty Church um, to, to dig deeper this week. Uh, Bible studies are kicking off. We're really excited about those. We've got over 19 Bible studies That's awesome. going. We've got uh, 120 plus people in Bible studies. And yeah. considering that this is a, uh, a time of pandemic and we've kind of uh, noticed a lot of uh, people approaching this differently and having to navigate life a lot differently. We're really grateful for yeah. uh, you guys who are out there uh, getting into Bible studies, connecting in whatever means and manner possible to to study the Word of God, to to encourage one another. So that's a just so you guys know that's a it's a huge encouragement to us. Uh, we're grateful for you. Grateful for the, grateful for the ways that you're pursuing Christ and each other in this time. So yeah. hope this is helpful for you. Um, we should mention uh, questions too. Yeah, um, we've, we've toyed around with in years past, even doing a, a live post-service uh, Q and A time, just where you know on the spot, as you have questions about uh, sermons or about anything really that we do as a church, you can you can just ask them. Yeah. We uh, really just want to be uh, Tim Keller. We, we, I mean, that's, doesn't everybody? That's that's what everybody. Tim Keller did. So we thought it would be a great idea, and it's, we, it's we largely true. About ninety-nine percent of what Tim <laughs> Keller does is a really good idea. So, um, yeah, so we've toyed around with that. Never quite gotten to the point where we thought that made sense to do a live one. But this also gives us a chance to mm-hmm. uh, field any questions that we get between uh, Sunday, the end of the services on Sunday, right. uh, to the time on Monday morning when we sit down for this to try to speak to any questions that we've got. Yeah. So if you have those questions, uh, you can send them to, to us here at the church, send them to a staff member, uh, send them to John or myself. Uh, we'll find a way. They'll find a way to get it to us if it's somebody else, and we'll we'll do our best yeah. to. We'll we'll post we'll post email addresses in the show notes, or you can just go to our website. Uh, that'd be really a lot easier. Um, but yeah, so two uh, two mid thirty year old pastors starting a podcast. Here we are We're yeah. talking about the Book of Judges. Uh, the series is entitled "Rescuing the Rebel." Uh, Matt, give us like a, a quick like overview. Kind of from Sunday, you kind of did a really good job of like um, going through what the, the 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 purpose and intention of judges, giving us a good background there. Uh, I would encourage you guys to make sure that you're jumping on and listening to the sermon podcast. Um, if you haven't, if you weren't able to make the service, also you can check us out on YouTube. We have our services streamed there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, give us a yeah. give us a quick overview from 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 the series. Yeah, uh, historical book in the Old Testament. It really bridges that gap between uh, Moses and Joshua's leadership as the Israelites are freed from their 400 years of slavery in Egypt. Uh, bridges the gap from that moment uh, to when the beginning 
uh, of the, the, the monarchy, uh, the, the United Kingdom, where Israel and Judah, the, the 12 tribes are all together uh, under one king. Initially, it's Saul and then it's David. So in between there, uh, that's where the book of Judges comes in. Uh, the book itself follows uh, the accounts of 12 God-appointed leaders. Judges isn't even necessarily the, the term applied to all of them. Uh, when they're a judge, uh, they, they tend to be more internally focused in reforming the people themselves. Uh, they're also sometimes in this book called a deliverer, uh, and that's when they're focused more externally and the threat mm. is external. Uh, but they're all God-appointed leaders, uh, and the book follows this 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 pattern, this cycle, really is mm-hmm. a, a downwardly spiraling cycle yeah. uh, where uh, the people of God uh, turn away from him. They rebel against him. It's all our words, so I'm, I'm an alliteration guy. So uh, mm-hmm. rebellion, uh, they turn away from him. Retribution, uh, God mobilizes an enemy against his people. Uh, there's some kind of uh, act of judgment uh, against his people. Mm-hmm. Repentance is the third step in that. Uh, God's people in their desperation cry out to him for mercy. And then God uh, rescues them as the fourth R. He, he raises up one of these judges, one of these deliverers uh, to, to meet his people in the midst of mm-hmm. that and, and deliver them from it. Uh, and then if you like a fifth one, uh, rest, then there's a period of relative uh, stability and calm after that. Uh, sometimes 40 or so years, sometimes shorter. Uh, and then the whole cycle repeats itself and spirals on down. Radical ideas there, Matt. Yes, really like that. You you do, well played, well played on the alliteration. That's right that's, on. Yeah, right, right on. Right on. Right on. <laughs> right on. Um, yeah. No, that's yeah. Great, great overview. Really excited to get into this book. I think I think there's a lot of a lot of really um, really helpful ways for us to see the gospel and our need for the gospel in this. And it's like you were saying, like really going to point us to. Um, Advent. We're really mm-hmm. excited about what that what that's gonna do in our hearts and minds. Just kind of jumping into some of the the, the sermon points that you were talking about. Um, you talked about like your first your first kind of emphasis there being about like com- like the covenant piece of that hmm. and and the canonization of Israel. I thought was a really um, a great great kind of idea and term like that was coined. Um, yeah, I can't take credit for that one. Yeah. That was stolen from, I think that was also Michael Wilcock, uh, mm-hmm. who I quoted uh, at a different point in the sermon yesterday. Uh, fantastic Old Testament scholar. Uh, his commentary is one of four or five that we're using uh, mm-hmm. in the series. And it was, yeah. yeah, but the whole idea of um, sometimes the fancy word used for it is syncretism, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, you become like the people that you are around. And for the, for the people of God... Um, you know, all the way back to even the present day, there's there's a constant pressure of, of syncretism mm-hmm. where we just absorb uh, elements of the culture and the people around us that actually are unfaithful, yeah. uh, and we become like them. So that's that was he was he ter- coined that yeah. phrase the, the canonization of Israel. No, that's that's brilliant, really good one. Yeah, and so like the the tension, one of the tensions in the canonization of um, of Israel was like their their initial disobedience. I mean, like. You know, judges one kind of getting into the um, the the emphasis of what 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 really sets up the rest of the book is you have you have the Israelites coming into the promised land finally. You know, after wandering and wandering, mm-hmm. um, they come into the promised land uh, with with Joshua at the lead. Joshua dies, right, mm-hmm. and then they ask the question, "Who will go up for us?" against the Canaanites, right, to fight. And the Lord says, Judah, you shall go up. Behold, I've given the land into his hands. And so, like, that's 
like the like on the onset, hey, th- this is this is the promised land set out for you. Go. Who's going to go up? Which one of the twelve tribes is going to go up? Yep. Judah. You're it. You kind yep. of alluded to like the emphasis on Judah. Yep. Why Judah was the one. Um, but then like Judah Judah asks Simeon, his brother, to come up with him. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so like that, like the I can't and I won't was mm. the was like the mm. this this paradox that you kind of introduced into. Uh, the sermon on Sunday, um, where where Judah is kind of looking at this, going, I don't know if I can, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just hedge my bet here mm-hmm. and make sure that I can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring Simeon, the tribe of Simeon, with me, yeah, to overtake these guys. And yeah, and for, for like one of the questions we get into um, this week in our Bible study guides, we'll we'll be talking about like how do how do we hedge our bets and, mm. and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Um, like when it comes to like God's promises and what God says is right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Like let's let's like, I don't know. Like let's dig into a little bit of that 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 uh, that compromise of I can't and I won't. Like, yeah. What do you where do you see like that uh, impacting the the local church? How do you feel like that? Maybe some of those tensions even personally. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Tim Keller treated this this piece particularly well. Um, he had three different ones that I mentioned in the sermon yesterday. I guess the one that immediately comes back to mind for me right now is when it comes to temptation. Um, I mean, in my own life and in the lives of people that, mm-hmm. that we care for, um, you know, as pastors in our own church. Um, yeah, I think I think all of us have um, one and multiple what I would sometimes call besetting sins, mm-hmm. um, pet sins, like right. the recurring yeah. ones that just that just are there in our lives mm-hmm. and have been part of our lives for a period of time and things we've prayed about, things we've maybe experienced relative success in, but we keep coming, coming back to over and over again, just these well-worn, well-worn paths. And, uh, I think that that's, there's a, there's a real uh, inclination to, to, to conflate and confuse the, I can't with, I won't Mm -hmm. when it comes to temptation. I think there are points in my own life when I, when I've recognized, um, Hey, this sin is just going to be part of my life forever. And I just gotta, I've just got to kind of accommodate it in some way and try to maybe minimize it. Maybe even in some ways, like what we saw in judges with, um, the tribe of Joseph Mm -hmm. and the city of Luz, which they, which they captured, conquered, renamed Bethel. Mm -hmm. But then they just kind of like kicked Luz down the road. Like the guy who helped them, they had him move like a few miles down the road. We like this guy. Like he was, he was really nice when we conquered him, which was, which makes sense. And and they did the same, you know, the Israelites did the same with Rahab in, uh, in Jericho years, Mm -hmm. years earlier. Uh, but in that case, Rahab and her family became uh, God fearers. They became mm-hmm. they became sojourners with uh, with the descendants of Abraham and became part of it. Rahab's one of the people mentioned yeah. in Jesus' genealogy. That's right. Yeah. So um, so real difference there. And then so I think we sometimes you know metaphorically do the same thing mm-hmm. uh, in our own lives with with sin and just say like okay I'm just going to try to minimize it. Uh, I can't get rid of it. Right. Uh, when really underneath that is I won't. Yeah. Uh, I, I always am struck by. Uh, what the author of Hebrews says, where it's, you know, you've not yet resisted sin Mm -hmm. to the point of shedding blood. Um, And whether that's our sins of of commission Mm -hmm. or our sins of omission, um, in which case, you know, for omission, it's it's actually like get after it and go do this thing um, rather than rather than resist it. Right. But it's um, in in both cases, there's a there's a call to a um, uh, an intense and and even violent um, Mm -hmm. uh, 
commitment to say no it's yeah it's not the, it's the, not that i can't yeah. it's that i that I, I actually by the grace of god by the strength god provides i can yeah. do this well it's the it's the plucking out of the eye it's the cutting yep. off of the hand yep. like um like how much we just become so comfortable with our sin right we we have like you said you call them pet sins like yep. these sins that have that have started so small you yep. know I, coming from coming from florida like we have a lot of stories of of people who um take in exotic animals hmm. Right, so they'll hmm. take in these, you know, a lion or a, a, a giant, giant python or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> and so what happens is like they take these guys in, and then all of a sudden they're really cute, they're tiny, they're manageable, they're they're easy to control, but they grow up. Yeah. Right, and yep. and in the same way, sin grows up. Yep. Um, and sometimes they attack their own owners, <laughs> which sin does. That's absolutely. Yeah. You know. Uh, Jonathan Edwards famous line yeah. be killing sin or sin will be killing you yeah. and that's what happens is like yeah. um, and we'll see this throughout the book of judges is that yeah. the disobedience of not obeying God and not removing and not completely destroying yeah. uh, these people will ultimately come back and and cause cause the Israelites to to receive judgment yep. receive pain and um, experiences that I'm sure like going into the promised land yep. you know air quote promised land um, they weren't expecting to to eventually have all these issues yeah um, yeah but I think even one of the main causes of that that we get into here is is the 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 ways in which um, Israel didn't disciple their own children well, mm, yeah. right? They didn't. Um, the next generation does not know God or the works that He has done. Yeah. Um, and so you're there in uh, Judges chapter two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Judges chapter two, verse ten. Yeah, that's right. I think that's a. Um, I think that quote from about be killing sin. I think that was John Owen John instead Owen. of John Edwards. But but it was a, it's there's a, a lot John. of Johns, a lot of John's. including John Robinson, a, that have it, great things it, to say about this well, topic. Yes, I, I can also. I will. Uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln said one time on the internet. That's right. Um, that it was actually me who said that. So nice. I'll yeah. take, I'll take well done. Yeah. Well, I do like that. I do like the analogy yeah. of the exotic pets and that they grow into. They grow into that, yeah. and, and that's the nature of sin, certainly. Uh, yeah, the, 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 it's really difficult to tell from the text of Judges itself, you know, whose fault is it that that generation rejected God? Is it, you know, parents, of course, have, have a responsibility to, to sure. form and disciple their, their mm-hmm. children. That's Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 6. Uh, the leaders of Israel are called over and over again to, to teach the people the ways of God. They're rebuked when they, mm-hmm. when they don't do that throughout, throughout Scripture, throughout the Old Testament especially. Um, and then, of course, you know, as Paul says in Romans 14, each of us gives an account to God. Right. And so even if even those of us that that have not had parents form us in faith, mm-hmm. even those of us that have not had uh, spiritual leaders or mentors pour into us and help us understand the ways of God, yeah. um, we still we still, you know, the Romans one God's revelation of himself through mm-hmm. creation and through conscience. Yeah. We still have accountability yeah. there. Uh, and so I think it's some measure of all of those things. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a little shocking uh, how fast that happens. Like that it's absolutely it's not even a like usually there's a buffer generation. Usually there's mm-hmm. usually there's a there's a generation Assume, that's faithful, yeah. and then there's this assumption, this kind mm-hmm. of like watered down kind of version of it, and then mm-hmm. there's a rejection here. There's no buffer generation, mm-hmm. and it's like I I found myself in studying this text and in preparing for Sunday a. Um, like what were they not even seeing and observing with their own eyes? Like they were seeing sure. their right. own fathers 
in these battles. Like they were mm-hmm. seeing their own mothers, like, you know, um, caring for families in the absence of fathers. They were, mm-hmm. they were seeing, um, they were seeing their parents take great steps of faith and courage right. into this land and seeing God deliver. And they somehow still missed apparently, um, a firsthand non-vicarious yeah. experience of, of God. So, could, well, could the, could that second generation, that assumed generation be the generation, um, you know, that, that passes away between, between Egypt and in the, in the desert, right? Is that, could that be potentially like this, you know, they, they, they heard the faithfulness of God, but they're like, you know, Hey, we, you know, we're struggling. We've got, we've got a lot going on. We're, you know, we're in the desert. We hear that we're going to be coming out of the desert. Yeah. We're hopeful there. Um, and then that third generation being that generation that, that did not know the Lord. Yeah. And even like the idea of not knowing the Lord, right. Is, is, um, I mean, culturally of what they did, the practices, the, um, the Ark of the Covenant, all of these things are around them. Mm-hmm. So to know the Lord is different maybe um, in that like they didn't really have any sort of uh, desire for him. They didn't know. Um, you know they, they had all of the activity, mm-hmm. but none of the substance. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of the way that we kind of frame it now. It's like they, they had all the religion without the relationship. Yeah. Right. Yep. Or all the like head knowledge, but not the heart knowledge. Right. Or the, yeah, yeah. That's a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it is interesting. I don't I don't know exactly who those it, it references there. Um, the elders who outlived Joshua, mm-hmm. you know, rewinding rewinding the story back. There's um, you know, it's Joshua and Caleb. They were mm-hmm. kind of alone in their generation who mm-hmm. were allowed to to live through the forty years of wandering mm-hmm. in the wilderness and then make their way into the promised land. So I'm I'm curious Young, who those younger, elders are. Younger representations though. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, Joshua and Caleb were younger of the the 12 representatives. Of the of the spies yeah. that went in. Yeah. So they so they were okay. So then I guess I guess they'd be age-wise peers of Joshua and Caleb. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there yeah, there maybe there is another kind of buffer generation mixed in there somewhere that that um, everyone has to be born at the same time. <laughs> and then like that's how we count generations. Right? That's right. So, that's yeah. right. No. There's yeah, there's it's it it is just really interesting, and I think that's one of those things that um, to encourage parents, you know, mm-hmm. one like this, your your child's salvation is not up to you, yeah. But how much how much kindling can you put around the fire, yeah? Um, and, and how much can you be reminding your children? I think even that statement of like they didn't know the Lord or the works that He had done. Mm-hmm. So for us as like parents, as we we're pursuing. Um, our kids, like we want to make sure that we're, um, we're, we're letting them know what God is doing, like letting them be aware of like the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God. That's right. That we're seeing in our own lives that we're yeah. seeing in our churches. We have a, a, a regular rhythm of, of uh, sharing stories from the front. Mm, right. Yeah. And, um, and so like we are, re- we recount and we want to talk about what God is doing because it's so easy for us to, yeah. um, just go day to day and forget the, yeah. what God is doing. Cause we're so focused in on the next thing. That's right. right. That's right. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah. In so many ways, busyness is the, the enemy of that. And, and that, that word, I, I would need to look back at the original language there, but, but often the word no in, in Hebrew is like a very deep, intimate mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. it's the yeah. same word that's used, uh, for like husbands and wives mm-hmm. in their, their sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. uh, to know God in, mm-hmm. in a very intimate relational way, yeah. the way husband and wife would. And so like that, that I think speaks to the same thing there. Yeah. Like how do you impart that to your kids? 
you can use that analogy of you know gathering kindling around the fire, but it's the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit that has to actually yeah. light it, and right. that and that you know that was that was the hope in, in sharing that yesterday in the sermon. Um, we can inadvertently keep our kids from that firsthand desperate need for God mm-hmm. when we're when we're always putting yep. ourselves between them and intervening, yeah. and so you know constantly needing wisdom from the Holy Spirit to say, when when should I step in and, and intervene and rescue, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, my right. kid? Because there yeah. are certainly moments where, you know, as mom and dad, it's the right time to, to assert yourself for the, mm-hmm. for the good and protection of your kid, yeah. not just to leave them out there. Right. Um, there's other times when, you know, if you're, if you're always and only ever asserting and protecting and intervening, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're actually keeping your kid yeah. from their own growth and dependence yeah. on God. Right. So, yeah, that dependency piece yeah. is so huge of like, you know, how are we, how are we actually needing God? And I think a lot of the time when we see, you know, the, the, the correlation between prosperity and godlessness is very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we see a prosperous nation, we usually see them being dependent upon themselves yeah. and not dependent yep. upon God. Where as we see, um, in more impoverished countries, we see a greater dependence of God, which means like there's a, there's usually a greater, uh, both, numerically and quanti- qualitatively uh, uh, a relationship with Christ. And yeah. so, yep. um, yeah, man, I think that's, that's, good. that's, that's good stuff. Yeah. As we kind of like close out of time, cause we're trying to keep this under 20 minutes in which we're, we're not going to do a good job of that today. Intro, because, intro week. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll pare it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts, anything good, helpful stuff for, for folks as they're jumping into Bible studies this week? Yeah, I, I think maybe for Bible studies in my mind, as I was preparing the sermon, the two, two, I mean, there's some great questions in your Bible study guide. Those of you that are following along with that, if you're not, we've got them here. We'd love to get them in your hands. Um, two areas of focus on the, is the, I can't compared with the, I won't, mm-hmm. uh, and asking, asking where you might, I mean, the, the people in your group where you might be. Uh, struggling and experiencing that that difference. Yeah. Uh, the other one, which was kind of a you know just fit in there, it felt still important to say yesterday at the end of the sermon about the idea of God's covenant being conditional or unconditional. Mm-hmm. And of course, for God, and you pointed this out a little earlier to me, John, as we were getting ready for this morning. Um, you know, to God, that's a false dichotomy. Mm-hmm. God, God mm-hmm. is God is God. He just he functions the way he functions with people. Yeah. For us, we try to have to we, we're always trying to categorize and put right. him in, a, right. in boxes of well, God's conditional or God's unconditional. Mm-hmm. Um, that of course, you know, the, the perfect fulfillment being in the cross of Christ, but we are so inclined in our own lives to be people who fixate on one to the exclusion of the other, either the conditional or the unconditional. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be, it'd be great in Bible study groups to, to open that up a little bit and, yeah. and even ask, uh, cause it really brings it closer to home. Not just generally is God a conditional or unconditional God with his people, you know, mm-hmm. faceless crowds of people, but, um, are you more inclined to look at God and be, fearful and anxious all the time because you're so focused on the conditional pieces that you're just you're you're just constantly mm-hmm. uh waiting for to step out of line and for god to just just crush you you know yeah. um or are you are you someone who's more inclined to focus on the unconditional uh the, the grace and forgiveness of god but but start to diminish your own responsibility and and uh, need to be vigilant in pursuing holiness in your life and presume upon god's yeah. grace yeah the both and yep the both and yeah. So I think those are two two you know great uh, follow up discussion pieces mm-hmm. to really flesh out uh, yourself and then in a in a Bible study yeah. group. Yeah, no, that's really good, um, guys. We hope this is uh, helpful for you. We hope this is a um, something that will encourage you. Quick thing on the Bible studies. I just noticed, uh, of course, week one. 
Question two, the actual question that goes for that is the first sentence of question three. There was a little bit of an issue uh, in the in the final editing process that we didn't catch. So uh, if you're you're there's a really good statement for question two. Yep. Nice. But there's no question involved in that. That actually is in question three. Your your uh, Bible study leaders should know that as that message went out to them the other day. So uh, if you guys have questions, email us. We'd love to to talk with you. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys have a great week.